Hiring the wrong candidate can be a costly and time-consuming mistake. In fact, turnover can cost a business over two times an employee's salary when you factor in lost productivity and replacement costs. That's why it's important to spot red flags during the interview and hiring process. I'm Kara Murray, and this is HRpreneur, a podcast by ADP. We know you work incredibly hard to support your employees and make your business a success. More than likely, this means you wear lots of hats, and one of those might be HR professional. We're here to help you get the insight you need in order to tackle day-to-day workplace issues. This week, I'm joined by Kristen LaRosa and Merrill Gutterman, both work as counsel for ADP Small Business Services. They're here to talk about some red flags to watch for when interviewing candidates. I also want to thank the ADP Client Appreciation Program for sponsoring today's episode. You can earn free payroll by referring ADP, and if you want to learn more, you can reach out to your local sales representative. So let's start with the resume, since this will likely be your first introduction to a particular candidate. Kristen, what are some things that may raise concern on the resume? So there are a few things you'll want to look out for. The first thing that may be a little more obvious are errors like typos, format issues, or grammatical mistakes. And if a candidate is making these kind of avoidable errors before they've even been hired, when they're supposed to be putting their best foot forward, it could be a sign of carelessness or that they lack attention to detail. But certainly you want to take into account the nature of the job and the types of errors when deciding to what extent you're going to consider these mistakes. Great. Thanks, Kristen. So I've also read that some employers have concerns about gaps in an employee's work history. Merrill, would you say that is something to be worried about? Perhaps. It's certainly becoming much more common in today's workforce for employees to take time off to travel, to do freelance work, or maybe to volunteer. But you should be careful about how you address a prolonged workplace absence because it it could be protected by the law. And there are also some jurisdictions that prohibit employers from considering an applicant's employment status when they're making hiring decisions. So just be sure to keep that in mind when you're screening your applicants. That's right. And there's also certain information you can't take into consideration when you're evaluating a candidate. So for instance, if the applicant took time away from work to serve in the military, that time would be protected. Uh, They may also have gaps in employment due to child care or family care responsibilities. So you don't want that to be a basis for rejecting them as a candidate. Also, try to focus on the job-related reasons they left their previous job. That's a good point, Kristen, and something we covered in our last episode on interview questions to avoid. If you haven't already, you'll definitely want to listen for insight on how some seemingly harmless interview questions may be off limits. Now, what about job hopping? Is it a red flag if a candidate goes from one employer to the next over a short period of time? Well, past behavior can certainly foreshadow future behavior. Uh, If you notice a candidate frequently changes jobs, this can mean that they get bored easily and may grow tired of the routine aspects of the job. Uh, So just ask the candidate to walk you through why they left each position and then make an assessment based on their responses. But I will say job hopping has become more commonplace. Um, Sometimes candidates are looking for opportunity for advancement or for more compensation. But there are other factors like work-life balance or work culture and social consciousness that seem to be driving applicants to continue to search for the right fit. And there will be some positive attributes these candidates may bring to your company, like a fresh perspective and a willingness to take risks. So if you find that the candidate left their job due to a disagreement with a coworker or a manager, I mean, that certainly could be a red flag. Let's talk more about that. 
bad-mouthing former employers definitely seems like a major red flag. Absolutely. Um, If the candidate talks poorly about their previous company, it's definitely a red flag. Um, But to be clear, though, there's a difference between bad-mouthing and constructive criticism. Constructive criticism typically shows that a candidate is thinking about how the company can improve, but unwarranted insults, that's not the type of negative behavior you want at your company. So let's back up a few steps. We covered resume red flags, and we've touched a bit on interview responses that could raise concerns. Let's talk about the candidate who arrives late. Uh, Arriving late may mean the candidate has poor planning and time management skills, um, which could translate to uh, tardiness issues on the job. Uh, But there may be some circumstances beyond the candidate's control. So a family emergency uh, would be one example. Uh, In some cases, the delay may even be related to protected reasons. Um, For example, uh, you have a candidate who has a disability uh, that requires an accommodation to access your workplace. So if you have a candidate that shows up late, you want to listen to their reasoning before you make any kind of assessment. How about the candidate who just misses the interview altogether? Well, that's usually not good. Um, Yes, candidates who keep rescheduling phone calls or interviews, well, they'll likely be unreliable on the job. So absolutely, you want to proceed with caution with a situation like that. Okay. So switching gears, let's say the candidate shows up and they're on time, but you're having trouble drawing answers out of them. How should you handle a candidate who seems to be dodging your questions? So that is a great question. Uh, In some cases, the candidate may just be nervous or may have lost track of your original question. Uh, So in that case, you want to simply repeat or rephrase the question. Uh, But maybe you're getting the feeling that they're evading the question entirely. Uh, So there, again, you can try rephrasing the question and also emphasize the information that you're looking for. So for instance, if you ask the candidate what they liked and disliked about their most recent job, but they only share the positive aspects, you could say something like, okay, you've told me about the positives, but how about the negatives of your last job? And if the candidate still doesn't answer your question, take that into consideration as you move forward. Right, and alternatively, you may find that the candidate is really only telling you what they think you want to hear. So if their responses seem overly rehearsed, you may want to try more direct questions to trigger more honest answers. And You may want to present a hypothetical challenge that they may face on the job and see how they handle it and answer the question. Yeah, that's a really good point. And that actually made me think of another red flag to watch out for, which is lack of specific work examples. So if your candidate's struggling to answer how they've handled certain situations in the past or explain their accomplishments, uh, you really want to dig in a little further. So for example, if you have a candidate uh, and they were to tell you that they increased sales by 20%, uh, you could ask how they specifically contributed to increasing sales. And then you can also try to even verify that information during reference checks. We've talked about responses from applicants, but what about the other way around? Is it a problem when a candidate doesn't have any questions for the interviewer? So a lack of questions could be a sign that the candidate is unprepared or didn't research your company or industry. Uh, and has very little interest in the job. Uh, So here you want to just make sure that you're giving all candidates an opportunity to ask you questions and consider whether they're asking then informed and insightful questions. Okay. So we've covered quite a few red flags. For employers getting ready to make a new hire, what advice do you have? I would say that if you spot any of the red flags that we just talked about, you want to try to probe further to determine whether the concern is relevant to the job 
and whether it should even be considered when making your hiring decision. Also, make sure that you're using job-related criteria to thoroughly vet each candidate. This can help increase the likelihood that you'll find the right person for the right job. Thank you, Merle, and thank you, Kristen. You both provide a great insight into what to watch out for when interviewing job candidates. We want to thank you all for listening to HRpreneur. I'm Kara Murray. For all the latest episodes, subscribe in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.